This Sam Mays Podcast Roadshow is brought to you by Pettit Insurance in Norman. Remember, you're always in good hands with Allstate. On the Monday of game week, it's just different. It hits different. It feels different. It's uh, something that has been in my blood my whole life. So when you listen to Red Dirt music, it's like that last Rebel sound to me. It is a combination of uh, southern rock and jazz and uh, bluegrass and the, the and for Skip Bayless to come out and say I don't feel bad for him and kind of belittle him and say how dare you how dare you as the leader of America's team show weakness honestly I want to say what I want to say this is the Sam Mays podcast Welcome, I'm Sam Mays, and today we're at Khalidi Kia here in Edmond, Oklahoma, as uh, I'm getting ready to do my radio show here in about an hour, but we wanted to get a quick podcast in before the weekend, as we have a very special guest, Mr. Ryan Spangler, former Oklahoma great, all Big 12 basketball player, he played with Buddy Heald back in the day, obviously very successful teams there uh, in Norman, and uh, Mr. Wes Sims, how are you guys? Fantastic. Pretty good, pretty good. Ryan, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Uh, Obviously, Oklahoma basketball in the news yesterday as Lon Kruger retires. We'll talk about him and what the future looks like for the Sooners. But, man, I had to – I got to ask, what have you been up to since since basketball? You walked through the door, and I was like, there he is. And and then the other (laughs) thing I I love about you is I'm I'm a tattoo fan too. And, you know, rarely in college you see guys that are just inked up in the way that you were. And I saw all the tattoos. I was like, yeah, he hadn't changed one bit, man. I've added more since then. And you you look like you still play right now. I still play two or three times a week uh, okay. if I can. I'm a busy man right now. I uh, still in oil and gas with my family. Um, when I got back from Japan, I uh, took some of my money, started a business in the waste management in Oklahoma City. Okay, it grew the last year and a half. Um, so I've actually recently moved to Tulsa okay. and uh, started another one there and uh, trying to get it up and running. Congratulations, man! Yes, That's sir. awesome. Nice. Tell me about Japan. Different. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Basketball is good. Uh, you know their players are are really good. It's a it's a fun time. They pay good. Um, Lifestyle is different. I think I lost forty pounds, and the way I play, going from two forty to two hundred pounds doesn't doesn't oh, work right. So right. Well, you just didn't like seafood or what? Man, the first two weeks I was like, this this is good. You know right. I can do this, and uh, and then I got tired of it, tired of fish and rice, and I couldn't find anything else, and so I was having my parents ships ship a couple things here and there and, and it just wasn't fast enough and right. i lost weight that's wild that's absolutely yeah. crazy mcdonald's over there they do but you cannot order a burger without chocolate or caramel on it what yes i'm sorry what <laughs> what do you mean you can't caramel. order a burger without chocolate or caramel on it? that's how it comes and the fries and then they have a kfc uh kfc though when you when you get a leg it has a claw on the back still and that kind of messed me up so i stayed away I could do that. You could the, do that? Well, oh, the I claw on, on that thing yeah. after I'm Give me good. the foot. I'll take the foot. No, I'll, I'll chew yeah. on the foot if it's fried. Yeah. I'll chew on the I'll foot. I'll chew on a little foot action. Crunchy. But the chocolate and the caramel and the ham on the cheeseburger. So Wes and I were, you know, messing around with uh, with maybe covering the softball team this year in Japan for the Olympics. Like, why wouldn't we want a couple of 300-pound potential sumo wrestlers going right. over the pond to, to cover some <laughs> Olympic softball. <laughs> I'm and like this. Apparently go on a crash diet while you're at right. it. Right. You have no, absolutely. You'll be, you'll be fine the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then it gets Sumo weird. wrestlers, too. We had a uh, our, our lawyer for our team over there. I played for Toshiba. He was a, He's from Chicago. He married a Japanese lady, and uh, 
he uh, owns a sumo stable there. And what it is is it's it's like it sounds. It's a house, no windows. You got three stories. You got your bottom where they work out and they wrestle. Uh, the top is where I think 42 guys sleep, and then the top story or the middle story is 42 guys. The top story is your top two guys, and they don't leave there except for going to to the wrestling tournaments. What do they eat? What Besides you know? I thought I thought we went there for a couple practices, and they practiced from like 5:30 in the morning until 9:30 wrestling. Um, and I thought, well, after this is is lunch, and they're gonna eat good. It's just soup. So I don't know how they gain weight. Soup. I don't know if they Can eat we a lot back of up it. To the stable part. <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's a stable. compound, essentially. Yes. Okay. So when you say when you say stable, sumo stable, are we talking about like this stable is like the Dallas Cowboys, and the next stable is like the Patriots? Yes. Okay. Yes. So okay. you have you have your your guys that own different stables. Okay. And those those kids that come in at 14, 15 years old at at 150 pounds that want to be a sumo wrestler, they stay there until you know they're 40. And most of those guys, when they're 40, 42, and they get done sumo wrestling, they open their own their uh, own stable. Soup. No, they oh. open their own soup restaurant, and just from what they've learned, yep. Feed. What feed. the hell? I I love the fact that it's called a stable, first yeah, of all. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. And, and the first thing I thought was, because I've got horses, I thought there's no way they let them live like that. But, and it's not that as bad as a horse, obviously. But, I mean, it's it's sleep, wake up, work out, eat, go to sleep. That's it. So you said there's, like, no exterior walls? No, there's ex- – think of a temple. It's a, it's, an ex- it's a building. It's a house with no yeah. windows. Okay. That's so, crazy. I, so I've never, I mean, I've watched sumo wrestling, but I have no idea what how so they trained. No light gets in. No, it's dark in there. Yeah, I mean, you have the lights like this, but yeah, no, no sunlight. Man, I couldn't do it. I could absolutely do that. The battle for the top floor. Well, the battle for the top yeah. floor. And those but boys I are bad. Oh, I'm sure they're bad. So how tall are they? I've got pictures. They're they're only five foot, five five, and three hundred pounds. Yeah, and those uh, I forget what they call their top two guys, but uh, they're they're pushing four hundred. Hell, I'm pushing four hundred. Yeah, but you you are also tall. What is the? I'm 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 curious to know like what what the you probably wouldn't know. It's not like you got in there and did this, but you know, Wes is literally one of the strongest people in Oklahoma right now, right? Yep. And like, I mean, I can handle my like. Are these dudes like super powerful? Like, am I going to get in a sumo ring? And just get tossed around like a child. I just feel like I could do this. No, y'all be fine. It's more of a uh, since y'all played line, y'all be fine. It's more of a uh, center gravity. Yeah, they're low to the floor. They stay low, and they just right here the whole time. Right. So you're and get then a down. lot. Yeah, and a lot of times they call it cheating, but it's not. If you do it, you win. Um, but a lot of times, you know, they'll sit there and dodge, and then if that guy misses and and he tries to hit you too hard and misses and falls off. Yeah. You lose. They call it. So, that's. I mean, I would be good at that. Twinkle right. toes over here. Yeah, exactly. That's where I was like, you know, I may not not be able to take it down in the basement for a five five guy, but I'll, I can jump out of the way. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should do in and retirement. The fans will boo you. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, so you've been to some of like matches. Oh yeah. So that's awesome. Are, they boo you, but you still win a million dollars. So I think I'll take the booze for a million dollars. Oh yeah. Boo your ass off. Sorry. A million. So that's the kind of purses we're looking at here. You get an athlete yeah. in the ring. And they have, I think they have, I could, don't hold me to this, I think they have one match every three months or one tournament every three months. That's wild. And yeah. just the Japan's stables show up. Yes. And just wrestle. Yeah, and it, just think of an NFL or NBA game, and that's how many people are there. Bring them out of I the mean, dungeon and throw yeah. them. They love it. 
Well, I, I didn't see this podcast taking this turn, but <laughs> thank you for telling us about that. Um, you know, we're here to talk a little uh, basketball. Obviously, March Madness is in full swing. Uh, we'll hit Oklahoma real quick and Oklahoma State, if you don't mind. The Cowboys and uh, Sooners fall early. We were, I think we were a little surprised to see Oklahoma win their first game, which was exciting. Good for Lauren Kruger and that group there. Oklahoma State was supposed to win their first and their second. Uh, starting with the Sooners, you know, I, I think a season that was better than we expected – you know, it just kind of sucks that they ended the way that they did. Yeah, I think it's it's better than expected. The the thing that caught me off guard is Kruger's usually good at getting your teams ready to play at the right time and not peaking too early. And I think they peaked too early in that four or five game stretch, and 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 then they fell apart after, and it kind of it hurt them. You know, when you talk about uh, you know this team in general, the, the thing that really sticks out to me is just the lack of. Ryan Spangler or Buddy Heald or, you know what I mean? Like, they were good players, and you had expectations for some of those guys. But, right. you know, you're talking about five seniors that really kind of towed the, the line there, and it wasn't star-studded by any means. You like it, you don't. You know, I, I don't know how I feel about just that roster in general and how they've improved. Like, what do you think – What do you, tell me what you think about the team in itself. I think they've got good players. Um, I think what's hard is is when you look at our group, you've got four or five guys that played together three or four years. Um, you've got guys that bought into the system and knew their role. Uh, you had Buddy who scored. I did all the dirty work. You, you had those guys that accepted the role and did it, and they played together, and they didn't care about stats. Mm-hmm. Right. Now you look. I know I've, I've, I know I've only been out five years, but it's changed a lot. And now you've got all these kids that are they're trying to get all the points, and, and that's not what it's about. You can make your money doing other things too. Um, and so when I look at the OU team this year, I look at guys that – you know, they play well together every once in a while, and then sometimes, you know, you can see where somebody wants to take a shot when they wouldn't, when they shouldn't take a shot. As far as, uh, you know, the, the, the leaders of that team, when you talk about Manic and, and all those guys, the seniors group, what are your thoughts on Austin Reeves? Do they come back? Should they come back? You know, kind of a free season for the NCAA due yeah. to COVID. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on – I mean, and Man- Manic is somebody I would have told you two years ago, maybe have some – NBA potential, right. and he just never really saw him get there, right? Kind of leveled out a little bit. Yeah, I think that's the problem with this team is you didn't have anybody step up to kind of go, I'm the leader, you know. I'm the man of this team. I'm going to lead us, and, and I think that's going to hurt Austin Reeves and, and Brady. Um, they're kind of in my situation. They're right there on the teeter-totter of getting to the NBA, and and so if they think – I mean, look at Buddy. He came back, and, and he had a great year and got the top ten pick. Um so if I was them, I'd come back and, and try to give it one more go. I mean, you're not going to – as far as going overseas, you're not going to hurt yourself. Right. You, you can be in the same situation going overseas this year or next year. So you might as well give yourself a chance. See, that's, that's the same approach I always tell guys with football side of it. I'm like, man, yeah, you can come out and you might get drafted. You got a chance of getting into like the second, maybe third round. I'm like, no. If you – you can come back and develop one more year, you're right. a first-round guy. Right, yep. It's like you can't – go back and get that money i mean right. if you stick that's around right. and if you're healthy you can get it on that second contract but right and that's I what mean, that's what they say that you know what if i get injured well it wasn't meant to be then yeah i mean you can't i mean if you you're can, gonna play scared of injuries then you're probably yeah, gonna get you injured can take out that insurance policy right. i think it was like five grand and i had like a million bucks if i got hurt never right. played again i'd get a million and i was like you know let's go for it yep i understand that we were all a little uh, taken back yesterday as Lon Kruger announces his retirement from the game. Thoughts on Coach Kruger's career? It's from a media member, we loved him, right? The, the guy was awesome. He did all the interviews, had a smile on his face. He was great with the fans. like, And obviously had some success there. Stabilized Oklahoma basketball at a time where it needed to be stabilized, you know, right. when he got there. 
Tell me about Coach Kruger. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for him. Um, I didn't see that coming. I didn't. I figured he had another year or two. Um, but as an Oklahoma kid, I look and you look at OU and you go, that's a football school. And uh, he had enough backbone to come in here and go, you know, I'm going to make it a football and a basketball school. And that's what he did. Um, obviously, it's fallen off, uh, fallen off the last couple of years. But while we were there, it was a football and, and basketball school. And he, and he piled people into the gym. Um, other than coaching, though, um, I wish people, everybody in here would, would get to just know, know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, better man than he is a basketball coach. Right. I got a. I had the honor of meeting him a couple of times at some uh, some OU gatherings, and uh, the first time I met him, somebody introduced me to him as West one was on the 2000 national championship. And when he heard that, you could just see his eyes light up. And there's just something about that when you talk to him and you and you and you talk about national championships. And and it may change now that he's retired, but man, it, it you just kind of saw that sparkle in his eye and that fire that he wanted it. Because yep. that was the first thing he said. He was like, oh, national champion. And he came over and shook my hand, and we talked for a while. I mean, awesome guy. Yep. He's a great guy. I wish I wish everybody could get to know him. Yeah, before the Big 12 tournament, this might have been when you were on the court. Honestly, he's uh, he is in the hotel lobby, and my daughter at the time was probably two, one and a half. She's running around like a crazy person like two-year-olds do. And he walks right up to her, and she looks up at him and just tried to climb his leg. You know, he picks her up, and he, they walked around for an hour yep. downstairs while the team was getting ready or getting ready to head, hit the bus. And I'm like, Why, how, how are you this person? You know, he's about as relaxed and cool, calm, and collected. This is probably 10 o'clock. They had a game at 3 or something like that. And uh, it was just a, a great moment for me and for, you know, my kid. And just took a great big picture. And, I don't know, he's just an awesome dude. And, like I said, this year was – I thought they overachieved significantly. Come on now. We're talking about Oklahoma in February and they're a top-10 team. Are you fucking kidding Yeah, what they get yeah. picked? Like ninth or something yeah. preseason? Yeah, like yeah. eight or well, ninth that, in the league. Yeah. That run that they had, I mean, what, was it four or five top-10 teams yeah. in a row? I yeah, mean, and they were they were sitting at uh, second in the Big 12 until, until the last four games that it fell apart. But they would have been in the top, you know, two or three if they could have finished out even 500. Anything about that decline stick out to you? Like you said, they peaked too early. And as a football player, I, I think that's hard for me to understand, right? Like it's, it takes so long for us to all get on the same page right. in a season anyway. Like it just seems like the whole year is just trying to find a way to play your best game at the final game, you right. know? Like, is there a. Like, tell me how they got there and then what happened just to slow down. I think basketball, you know, you, you look at, you know, people shooting. Um, they go through stretches. Uh, legs tired by the end of the game playing 35 games. I think football, you know, you get a week. Obviously, it's tough on your body, tougher than basketball. But you, you get a week to do it. And then you only have, what, 12, 13 games if you make it to the final. Right. We got 35 games. And, and usually it's those five guys playing all 40 minutes. Um, so you, you got to get it to where your legs are fresh by the end of the year and kind of manage playing time and, and getting shots up. Lack of depth, you think? Yeah, I would say that. But then you look at our team. Um, all five of us played 38 out of 40 minutes. And uh, right. so you've got to – when you get to that point, if, you, if you're hungry enough, you'll you'll push through it. And uh, But I, I think it's a, a little bit of not having the, the leader at the top. Um, and then I don't want to blame it on COVID, but you look at Brady and then a couple oh, of guys yeah. getting kicked out and it's messing up your rotation. Um, right. Obviously, yeah. every team dealt with that. Uh, but but our couple guys. Having to, you know, change your starting lineup like right. that and not for really an extended period of time, just like a couple of weeks. But even when that player comes back, he's not – you don't know if they're going to be right the rest of the season. Right. Yeah, but and y'all know, y'all know how it is. You take a week or two off. Yeah. You come back, oh, you don't absolutely. think you can get that out of shape, but those guys are getting quarantined. They they can't do anything for 14 days, can't go to the gym, so they're stuck in their dorm yeah. room, 
I mean, um, it's the old saying, it takes one week to get out of shape and two right. weeks to get in shape. So right. if you miss a week, you're not going to be the same player for three weeks. Yep. So. Yep, and basketball is all about touch, too. And, and when you sit out for, from shooting for two weeks, it's it takes you a little bit, even though you've done it a million times in your life. Well, switch gears. Mike Boynton in the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Kate Cunningham. Nice. You know, I think that at the end of last year's season, I'm watching Mike Boynton coach a bunch of kids, and I'm like, I can't believe they're still in the game. Like, it was such a bad year, right? Right. And I think they finished winning two out of three or, you know, two maybe splitting, you know, two out of four. And it just, they looked excited and energized and ready to play, even in those final games. And, I'm like, that's how you know that it's a good coach. Like, when your season can just suck ass, and you still got kids that are showing up and working hard and doing all the things that you need them to do, and you find a way right. to get better and close your season down on a high note, that's a positive, right? That's how they ended last year. Bringing Cade Cunningham, a, a roster that's got a lot of experience on it, although they're still young. And, you know, the nation says potentially Oklahoma State could be a you know, an upset pick to win a national title could be, you know, at the spotlight of college basketball this year. And I, you know, like, I feel like Lon Kruger overachieved. I feel like Mike Boyton maybe underachieved just a little bit. You know, I think there was a little more to it there in the middle. And Cade Cunningham was, although his numbers were brilliant, you know, I, you know there's nothing like watching Buddy go for 35 and right. knowing that he might do it a few times this week. You right. know what I mean? Or, or, or first, Trey doing the same. The first possible pick. In the draft, you you would expect a player that could take over a game, right? When when need be, you know, on a on a lesser level, and and even in the pros, I mean, a first round or you know, a number one guy, I mean, right. that's usually somebody that's going to contribute right off right the bat. Off the bat yeah. So no, I like him as a player. He's nice. Um, the one thing I do not like is you know they say well he averages twenty, yeah he averages about nineteen in the second half. Right. What's yeah. happening in the first half? Right. If you can take over that easy in the second half, then you. You should yeah, get, you know, 10 or 15 more in the first half. Right. You see the stretches where you're like, yeah, he's clearly it's, head and yeah. shoulders, but you'd find other stretches where, I mean, he's a solid player all around, but right. it was like, come on, yep. take it's, over. Especially when you see how the team plays. When he's doing that in the second half, then the whole team picks up, and if he would do that in the first half, they'd have, I mean, I think they had a good year. Uh, I think they were a really good team. I liked watching them, uh, but I think they would have been a lot better in one more games if he had done it in the first half. Is that a – I mean, how do you get a player like that motivated to go get it in the first half? Like, See, Mike Boynton, are you pushing that kid? Are you – I mean, I'm just like, look, if someone – if the good Lord gave me that kid's body and ability, I'm going to be on TV trying to just teabag people right. every also, single time I go. I don't understand how he – Sports center every night. Yes. How old is he? I think he's 18. 18, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we are kind of asking a lot of an 18-year-old. I don't know what but, I don't know if it's I it kind of reminds me of Ben Simmons. You've yeah. got a guy that can go out there and get 30 and 20 every night but somehow only ends up with 15 and 12. Yeah. Um I don't know but if it's ben because can't he won't shoot though. No, but Ben can get to the rack anytime he wants. Yeah, he can. I uh I don't know if it's, you know, I want to get my teammates involved. I don't want them to feel like I'm shooting it every time. I don't maybe it's I'm a number 1 pick no matter what. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what it is. I, I'm pretty impressed with Mike Boynton, the job he's done in Stillwater. I'm excited to see what's next for them. Um, you know, as far as Cunningham, the number one pick, you think he's the guy? Yeah, I think you got to go with him, a 6'8", six, 6'9", six, point guard. Um, Do you think he's got handles like that? See, that's the only, that's the only thing that's really been – Yeah, but when you're 6'9", you don't have to. You use your arms to keep people away. Yeah. Those, those little guys got to be quick just because those they got the longer defenders having their hands in there. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's an excellent player, and I think he should be the first pick in the draft also. I'll be curious to see how it goes this year. You know, yep. the Thunder obviously in the mix. 
uh, for a first round pick of of note. About twenty just, of them, right? If, right. If they can just lose some freaking games, right? Like <laughs> right. lose games. We just need you guys to lose games. They just so that they got rid of uh, who just left. George Hill's gone. They picked up a couple of picks there. Uh, right now, they got like four centers on this team. I think you need to start every one of them. Yep. Lose yeah. the game. Find a way to lose the game. Well, Bring Kate Cunningham to Oklahoma City. They bought out Meyer, Myers Leonard. Yeah, that was going to happen, or there's going to be a yeah. revolt. I mean, but we've seen we've seen them keep worse around. Yeah, You're, I think they'll <laughs> I think they'll bundle some picks and and you know trade four or five first round picks for a number one pick the yeah. next couple what of is years. It, like thirty four picks over the next five years. Yeah, I read that today. Yeah, I mean it's just going to be like. OKC up next. OKC up next. OKC. Yeah, up. I think I think we'll get. I think we'll trade four or five, you know, for one pick, and we'll end up getting Some five good. five yeah. top five picks over the next five years. I've, I also find it interesting, like the NBA's the way that they do those picks and the, somehow some of these deals are made like with the well if it's a top five pick then you get yeah, it. all the right. Yeah, you know, if it's a top twenty pick then you don't get it, or if it's right. a, it's just a weird. Uh, situation, but I'm excited to see what Kate can do, and, and I think this recruiting or draft class is pretty darn good this year. So if the Thunder getting the top five, they're going to get a player. What did you think of? Uh, is it Mobley, Motley, Mobley, the kid from USC, center? He's good. He's a monster. Yeah, he right? Shoot. He shot it good the other night. Yeah, I was impressed by him. Yeah. Kind of surprised how athletic he was. Yeah, what's he six ten? They say he's seven two. Seven two. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He. I can't remember who I was watching him against the other night, but he was playing good. Right. And the whole Pac-12 has been yeah. killing it. Yeah, no, actually, I think you are. I think you're right. Nine. He's six ten or six eleven. Who I was thinking of? I saw this the other day. Did you know Giannis Antetokounmpo has grown four inches with the Milwaukee Bucks? Really, what? bro? He got there at six ten. He's seven two now. Are you serious? And they say it's because he was malnutritioned. Like he started eating more, and they say he grew another four inches. Do you know how much four? That's the size. I mean, it's, it's the size of your hand. It's a lot of like lamb and feta he was eating over there. I think they had a rough go as a family, and I think that he was trying to, like, they're talking about, you know, he was, his dad had an arrangement with a restaurant that at midnight they would go pick up the food that the restaurant didn't sell, and that's what they were eating. So he was only eating at one t- once a day. So they said it took him two years in the league so this to not pack up a, his leftovers. A diet like this, situation. Yeah. It just wasn't there. It wasn't there. Like, this dude was packing up his leftovers at restaurants and taking everything home because he didn't know how not to do that. That's where his mindset was when he got to the NBA. He is now seven foot two, and still free. And just a who who defends that, right? I mean, what do you do with that guy? So what's happening with his brother? Is he growing too, or I don't know. <laughs> are we still waiting? Is his see? brother still in the league? Yeah, he's still in the league. He's on this. It's wait, Lakers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the Lakers. Lakers yeah. Got him. yeah, yeah, that's right. All right. Well, very cool. March Madness, Sweet Sixteen, bunch of uh, randos in it. Chicago Loyola. Oral Roberts here at Tulsa. Who are you? Uh, you know, you, it's. I, I think that when you consider what seven dudes went from high school to the G League, you know, you take those seven guys and say, let's say six split up in, into pairs and they go to three schools. Those schools yeah. are Duke, Kentucky, right? They're not in the tournament. North Carolina. You know, in North Carolina, they're not here. So those guys got left out because they couldn't get those blue bloods. Well, now when you look at Oral Roberts and Chicago Loyola, you're thinking to yourself, Oh, crap. Is this the year? Like, do you guys have the ability to actually get this thing done? Who's your favorite out of the underdogs? Gonzaga. Oh, out of the underdogs? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd probably go with ORU. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I like the little point guard. Yeah, he's at Acemas. I love watching that guy, man. The the center of the forward can go, too. Yeah. He can go, too. He had 28, I think, in that 30, the round of 32 game. Right. I like watching Acemas. He's so fast. 
looks like a tiny little Russell, except he can shoot threes from anywhere. He's got a ton of ability, and the the pace, the change of pace there, you know, when you consider the amount of players he's going to be playing in this tournament from big schools, power five schools, he's going to be significantly smaller but significantly quicker. I think he's got an advantage there. You know, I think they – I'm with you. I think they have a chance too. Uh, Chicago Loyola, no? I think they had like the fifth highest winning, winning percentage come into this thing. No, I like them, um, but I'm not going to pick them over ORU. I uh, I think ORU plays the right way. I think they've got a good coach, and then they've got they've got what you need to go go deep. You got a point guard that can shoot it and pass it, and then you got guys around you that can shoot it. Right. I think they've got what it takes. I like them because we've seen them come from way behind and play themselves way ahead. I mean, they're they're not scared of anybody, right? right. And they have the, the they you know they have the wherewithal to put it together to to come back and do it and they know they can so they're fun but like he said earlier after watching finally getting to see gonzaga a few times yeah <laughs> yeah they're, they're pretty good Gonzaga's really pretty good. good all right let's roll through the uh, sweet 16 here and we'll end this with this oregon state loyola chicago uh this is your uh, the beginning game on saturday give me loyola chicago to win this thing oregon state you know they beat the cowboys uh, last week, but there's no way in hell they can continue to shoot the way they shot against yeah. Oklahoma State. Agreed? I'm, I'm, yep, I agree with you. None chance of winning. So you're going with Loyola? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Villanova and Baylor, the second game on Saturday. This should be a decent one. Obviously, Villanova has got all the pedigree in the world. They're very familiar with chasing titles. Baylor, the one seed, 24-2. and two. I think they were as good as any team in the country in the Big 12 this year. They are positionless, right? You got like seven, eight dudes that can put the ball on the floor, they can shoot it lights out, and they all play defense. What do you think about the Bears? I'm taking the Bears. Yeah. I think they play the right way, and they've got, just like you said, they got seven guys that can go get you 20, 30 a night. Yeah. Crazy how good that team is. Yeah, they're unreal. I got to pull for the Big 12, man, but any team that's got, what, three or four starters that's going to be in the NBA? Yeah. Oral Roberts, Arkansas. Arkansas 24 and 6. They're the three seed against Oral Roberts, 18 and 10. Oral Roberts actually finished fourth in their league, by the way, and a lot of people don't realize that. They get so captivated by what's happening in the tournament. Right. You know, they were the fourth team. They, if they if they didn't win their conference championship, they weren't going to this thing. They weren't getting in, which is typically how it works in the conferences that size. But, you know, I mean, this was a stretch for them, and they're here. After two rounds, I think we're all kind of blown away. Can they, they have enough in the tank to beat Arkansas? Arkansas, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of teams I'd say no, but I think they got a chance there. I mean, and I'm gonna pick Oral Roberts. I oh, think yeah? I think you look you as Oral Roberts. You look across and you go, "This is Arkansas." You know, they're not very far from us, uh, and that gives us something to fight for. I'm gonna go with uh, Oral Roberts myself. And you know, it's the home team. Let's just see what happens. I love the uh, the scene there on campus. The dancing is great. Like it's just an awesome. I mean, come on now. When your teams, you guys know what it's like when your right. team is good and and in the, the tournament, the, the campuses are just nuts and the state yeah. is nuts, and it's just a ton of fun. So give me give me Oral Roberts here. And the final one on Saturday, Syracuse and Houston. Uh, Houston, the two seed, 26-3. and three. Syracuse comes in with Jim Beheim and his son, Buddy, who are, you know, they're awesome, right? They're shooting the ball really well. My co-host said they shot the leather off it in the first two rounds. And now yeah. you have this six-day gap here. And you would know better than most, Ryan. I mean, what, tell me what that going from round two to the Sweet 16 is like. I mean, it's tough. I mean, for us, we played good the, the, the first two rounds. Um, ours was that when we got that seven days off to go to Houston for the Final Four. That's when our we got in our slump in those six days, and there was no getting it back. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, a, that's a long break. And uh, you, you kind of know uh, when you when you get there for shoot-around. Like when we got to Houston and we got there for our first shoot-around and couldn't hit anything, you knew we're going to have to figure a way to, 
to get this ball to go in the hole. Is that like a oh crap moment? Like you're warming up and you're just kind of looking around at everybody's shots and like no one's making anything. Are you talking about it with each other or are you just like No, you're you're keeping it to yourself. You're going, I ain't I'm not hitting anything and there's right. nobody guarding me. Um I remember when, I, when we pulled up to Houston, I got on the free throw line just to warm up and I mean, you look you're in that football stadium and there's no background on it and and you're missing and you you just try to figure it out. The the difference, you know, they were kind of talking about this on the broadcast this week. You know the difference in playing in these big arenas versus just a normal basketball. Like you're talking about the, just the, I mean, g- give me the give me the break. What's the biggest difference in playing in a football stadium versus playing in a in a tr- true like a true basketball? Court? It's just the the background, it's yeah. depth perception. I mean, you, when you're in a basketball uh, facility, you got fans behind you. You know, when you can see through that glass on the backboard, at least you have something there to gauge. When you're in a football field and they're 100 yards away from you, it's it's yeah. tough. Didn't uh, didn't you get to play like a tournament like on a ship or something like that? Yeah, we played at uh, Pearl Harbor Classic yeah. against what against Villanova. Like? Yeah, I remember that. that, that what was that like? Center. It was awesome. Yeah. The depth was bad, but we shot it good that night, and they didn't. We beat them by 30, and then we go to Houston, and they beat us by 40. I mean, it's just one of those nights for both of us. When you were on that ship, could you feel it moving? No. Okay. We weren't actually on a ship. Oh, okay. It was, it was on ground. Okay, but it was on the ground. Yeah. I remember a couple of years ago, there was, wasn't there one on an aircraft carrier? Yeah, that was uh, Kentucky and Michigan State. Oh, I think. yeah, that's right. Yeah, they played on the aircraft. I was like, there's no way this yeah. this is going to go well. That's what I was wondering. The, was like the, the wind. wind? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, they played on the top of They it? were on the deck oh. of the aircraft carrier yeah, playing basketball. way up in there. And the outside was the sky. There wasn't no top. Yeah. Yeah, those things are ginormous. Right. Yeah, I couldn't uh, wrap my head around how that was going to work. It's like watching Trey Young compete in a three-point. Or, or that horse competition in Oklahoma wins last year during yeah. you know during pandemic. I'm like Trey, you, you can't could put a whole basketball court like just on the elevator on one of those where they move like you know the planes and oh, stuff yeah. upstairs. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be just have cool. a game while you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best place you ever played at? That's got to be cool. one of them. Yes, yeah. Kansas probably number one. Uh, oh yeah, you've got an atmosphere where they love basketball. Um, you've got an atmosphere that's, that's loud as can be, uh, right. probably one of the loudest, but at the same time, they respect you. Uh, you know, they respect the game of basketball. They respect who they're playing, and, and they're loud, and it's hard to play at, but at the same time, they're not bad-mouthing you. Right. A&M for me. That's nice. What about you? Oh, man. Yeah, A&M was definitely the loudest. Um, man, Nebraska was cool. It was kind of like the most intimidating going yeah. out onto their field. Uh, walking down underneath with everybody on both sides of you in a little roped-off lane, chanting "Go Big Red." That was pretty cool, right? Um, but yeah, man, as as far as just straight up loudness and randomly, man, uh, Kansas State because they always played us tough, but their little stadium got pretty loud. Like so, I, so yeah, did the basketball never won there. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you never man. won at Kansas State. No, that's terrible. Octagon of Doom, bro. The uh, I'm sorry, I never beat Texas. That was the only school that we never beat. But Kansas State Stadium, that's one of the best college football atmospheres in the game. Yeah. Like, people don't realize how cool that, that you atmosphere park is. park in a wheat field across the street yeah. and walk over in this thing. And yeah. I, when I played there, it was cold. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like 20s and windy. Yeah, I mean, we were cool. – yeah, we had our whole face covered up because we were in the south end zone and there was a north wind and it was brutal. That'll be the only game that I go to this year for Oklahoma football, Manhattan. The party is ridiculous. You know, it's just a farm school still. You know, right. Stillwater used to be like that. It's not like that as much anymore. 
the town is changing. In Manhattan, they're still doing it the right way. So that'll be a, a good game. It should be a great game. Beat Oklahoma twice in a row. Looking yeah. to do it the third time at home. That'll be insane. Time to go up there and hand it to them. Yeah. Figure it out. Boys. Absolutely. All right, let's look at uh, Sunday. Creighton-Gonzaga. This is actually a pretty good matchup, right? Ooh. Creighton not necessarily scared yeah. of anybody, and they shouldn't be. Right. Gonzaga the best team in the tournament right now probably. Uh, but, I I mean, I, I think they're going to win this game. But to start your Sunday with that matchup is a, is a hell of a game. Yeah, I'm taking Gonzaga on that one. They, Creighton and Gonzaga play the same. McDermott plays the same as Coach Few. Um, you know, you, you got a good point guard with shooters around you, but Gonzaga's too much to hold. Yeah, I'm – there's no question. I think they're just going to win it all. I go Gonzaga <laughs> also. Uh, Florida State, Michigan. Michigan, interesting prospect. Big body dude in the middle. I don't know that he wows me as far as his athleticism is concerned, but understands how to move his body, position himself, and score. I mean, you, you know what that's like. Right. You weren't, I don't think you ever weighed as much as that guy does, but, right. I mean, he, he gets it. I'm going to take Florida State on this one. Really? Yeah, I think when you look at Florida State, you look at all these guys that are 6'10", 6, you know, 6'11", somewhere around there, and they've got a 42, 43-inch vertical, uh, long wingspan. I'm going to take them over. Wow, calling for the yeah. upset. The one I like falls. the way they play. Okay. Uh, usually I don't. Usually, uh, you know, they try to play with athleticism, and they don't, they don't play the way the basketball is supposed to be played, but this year I like watching them. All right. UCLA, Alabama? Ooh, I'm going to go with Bama. Yeah, I'm going to go, go against also. them. I'm going with Bama, too. Yeah. I'm going to go against the Pac-12 finally. And somebody needs to crush their dreams. Did I ask you about your Fordham State-Michigan pick? I think uh, I'm so shocked I was by the gonna go with, I know. I was going with Michigan. Yeah, I'm probably going to also go with uh, Florida State because that dude knows way more basketball than that. <laughs> well, I can't go, go back on my he pick. Was, I mean, he, he just – he fed it to me. And I was like, yeah, I got, yeah. I've been known to be wrong. I was like, wrong. I can't have yeah, the same – I've been known to be wrong. We can't, we can't all have the same pick. Right. We I was like, I'm going with my initial pick, Michigan. I, uh, I'm i going to put down Florida State because Ryan said so <laughs> on my list. All right, so I'm going Bama. You, Everybody here went Bama. And then last but not least, Oregon and USC. The Pac-12 has definitely impressed uh, during the tournament here. I think this is a battle from start to finish. I love that that Mobley kid. He yep. is impressive. Yeah. And I think that they're going to find a way to get it done late in this one. But this might be the best game of the weekend or, uh, with Oregon and USC. No, I agree with you. You got those two brothers sitting down there. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick them. Too nice. much to handle. Very cool, man. Well, I enjoyed this a ton. I, I've got to ask you as Oklahoma uh, football heads into a national championship caliber season. You know, I know I'm sure you're a fan, and I Big keep fan. up with your boys. And uh, what are your thoughts, man? Lincoln Riley. This team has come together incredibly in the last five years that you've been gone. Oklahoma has leveled up in every way, shape, or form from recruiting to the players that are on the field right now. The defense is one of your top 15, 20 in college football compared to your last year, and they weren't even a part of the team. Right. I mean, it's been a wild transition. You think Lincoln and the guys are ready this year? I think they're ready. I think you've got a quarterback that's got a year under his belt. Um, I think that, that first loss last year, it really hurt them, and now I think they're going to learn from that and not get an early loss this year. I'm ready. I'll be at the spring game. Same. So will we. April 24th. Yes, sir. Excited yeah. about it, man. And I'm, I'm kind of curious to see uh, – I want to see the new quarterback. Caleb. I don't – yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, – I don't want, like, a quarterback battle. Right. But I want there to be a fire under Sprinter. You know what I mean? Push him a little bit. Yeah. I want him to push him, but I want him to both feed off each other so he can grow with him. But I agree. I'm kind of curious to see what he does with, you know, something behind him that's a little more more fear than what he had in years past. Yeah, no, I would agree to that. Do you know you're a fan favorite? 
by the way, Ryan? No. Oh, yeah. Fans loved you. <laughs> like, I, I tweeted out that you were going to be on this podcast, and people just went nuts. I had a guy ask me yesterday, are you going to tweet out the – get the podcast out with Ryan? I was like, I'm doing it today. <laughs> yeah. Give me one second. We'll get it out there, man. Oh, you fans Oklahoma love you, kid. Yeah. Oklahoma kid. There you go. Where are you from originally? I'm from Bridge Creek. Well, I moved there eighth grade. Okay. So, out by Newcastle. Okay. Very cool, man. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Yes, I appreciate sir. it. Thank you. We're here at Khalidi Kia. I'm sure they're like, what is that dude doing? Set up all the – usually set a table up underneath, just underneath this TV over here and – so I just kind of threw my stuff down and just got started. But, yeah, thank you to Khalidi Kia for letting me do this today. And, Ryan, for your time. And hopefully uh, we watch some great basketball this weekend. Yes, sir. I'm ready. All right, guys. Have a good one. The Sam Mays Podcast is a production of P-Squared Media.